host Eli and thanks for joining me for episode 18 of Groundbreaking Podcast. For those first time listeners, last week I spoke with Robia Hollers from Frontside and this week I speak with another creative founder, Sam Struckberry. Be sure to subscribe for your favorite podcast service and check out my previous episodes. A big welcome back to my regular listeners. Thanks for being so awesome and sharing the love with your network. I always love to hear from my listeners, so be sure to drop a comment and I'll give you a shout out on my next episode. My guest this week is the founder and director of Motion Sickness. Sam made this year's prestigious Forbes 30 Under 30 Asia list of young business stars. From starting in a tiny Dunedin flat in university, Sam has already accomplished a lot at just 27 years old. Establishing the creative content agency Motion Sickness in 2012 during the final year of study. Six years later, Motion Sickness now boasts a who's who of high-profile clients, including Blunt Umbrellas, Burger Burger, Les Mills and Jim Bean. Sam and his crew have made a name for themselves as social media gurus and in 2016 branched out to help co-found the social club which links brands with social media influencers to collaborate on campaigns. The social club is the largest company of its kind in New Zealand working with 3,500 influencers and 350 different brands. Hi Sam, thank you so much for joining us. Can you please tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So my name's Sam and I'm the creative director and founder of Motion Fitness. I grew up in the UK in the southeast of England and I went to high school there and moved to New Zealand 12 years ago and studied on the North Shore of Auckland and then uh, ended up going down to Dunedin to study in university. Yeah, and I've sort of always been like a reasonably creative person. I always enjoyed sort of film and photography and um, yeah, it's all kind of just developed from my time at university into the business where it is today. Where did your passion for media and video come from? Through university, I really started to enjoy sort of photography and advertising and film and I think it kind of developed through there and it to be honest it's developing all the time but I've always been fascinated by films and movies inspired by people like Wes Anderson and sort of yeah really enjoyed movies and I think that's kind of flowed into my love of film for advertising and also photography as well. Where did the idea for motion sickness come from? So motion sickness kind of stemmed out of a gap in the market I think really. In my last year of university we sort of noticed there wasn't really too many agencies doing what we thought we could do, which was sort of an idea of uh, content marketing, film, and um, social media. So kind of like the new approach in a creative studio. And to be honest, we kind of just went with it and just sort of see where it went, and it kind of developed over time. But I don't think we really had a really specific idea of what it would turn into, but we just sort of wanted to give something a go ourselves. What about your business name, Sam? Why motion sickness? So, Motion Sickness, we were actually struggling to come up with a name. And I remember my business partner at the time didn't have a name and he was getting lots of phone calls with people wanting us to do work for them and we we're getting really busy. And he got off the phone and said, I feel like I've got motion sick because we're so busy. And then we kind of just didn't have a name and we just thought, oh, that sounds kind of cool. And we just need to get the business cards printed. So we just went with that and it's kind of just stuck. And um, yeah, it's, it's been really great and people seem to remember it as well. 
How did you start to build your business? I think when we started the business, we really were really flexible. So I think we we enabled us to kind of just go with the flow and kind of find the right gap in the market. And the way we sort of built our business, to be honest, is just focusing on creating good work and producing work that we're really proud of and kind of letting the work speak for itself. Did everything go to plan? No, not really. I think that um, I think we were really lucky that when we started the business and in the early years we were still students, so we didn't need a lot of money. So when we started, we were not earning much money at all, and it gave us the flexibility to try things out and see what worked and what didn't. But I think we definitely made mistakes in the early days, maybe taking on work we weren't quite work right for, or maybe t- trying to bite off more than we can chew. But um, we definitely learned by our mistakes and. Yeah, as I said, I think that we had the luxury of not really being too pressed to be forced to earn lots of money in the beginning because we were just poor students living in flats. So, yeah, it was definitely a luxury to kind of figure out for ourselves and take our time. Who was your first customer? How did you win their business? Our first proper client was actually the University of Otago. So we... um, doing a bit of work and we decided to meet a few people so just to meet face to face with people and tell them what we were doing we met with somebody from the University of Otago and um, they were really great and um, they gave us a shot at it for a sort of small video project for one of their departments and um, yeah that was sort of our first recognizable client I guess and yeah we were just really stoked that they gave us a a chance. It is easy to overcomplicate things Sam how do you keep focus on simplicity? Particularly in advertising and media at the moment, people are often overwhelmed with content and video and advertising and we kind of become desensitized and bored of content. So I think if you can have something simple that has a clear message and is creative, it kind of cuts through. So we just kind of, the way we keep things simple is by having that in mind at the very beginning when we're conceptualizing campaigns and ideas and um, by not complicating things often, it's actually the thing that makes it get noticed. What has been one of the biggest risks you've taken and what did you learn from that experience? A big risk initially was when we first started, we kind of did a bit of everything. We were doing sort of some branding, some website, obviously campaigns, but then we decided to really define what we wanted to do and find our own niche. So at that point, we decided we're going to do campaigns, creative campaigns, that specialise in social media and also do production and just those things. So I think by specialising in that, it was a bit of a risk because it was obviously reducing the amount of work that we could do and the services we offered. But it was actually a really great thing because we were able to make our name and really own the area in the market, which is great. Video is so hard to crack. What is one of the best pieces of advice to business out there? I would probably say... Video is really hard to do and it can also be really expensive. So I think before you jump into doing a video because you think, oh, everyone else has a video, we need a brand video and just feel like you have to do it, actually think about why you need it. You can produce an amazing brand video and and get it out there, but no one will watch it because your business doesn't need it. So I think it's really breaking down exactly what you need and the purpose of that content. For example, if you're... um, plumber for example and you wanted to do something for your plumbing business it's not really worthwhile in doing a big brand video but doing something smaller lower budget and sort of talking about individual services or profiling who you are to show the people behind the business might be more valuable so I think my advice would be to think about the strategy and think about what goals you want to achieve with the video before just jumping in 
and spending lots of money on a video just for the sake of it. What would you say are the key elements of starting a successful business? The number one key element of starting a successful business is to do something you're passionate about. I think lots of people start businesses purely to try and make money and just to own a business. And I think inevitably lots of businesses take over your life and you have to throw everything at it. And if you're doing something you're not passionate about, you'll inevitably get bored. But if you're doing something you really love, no matter the good times or the bad times, you'll want to keep working at it and it won't always feel like work. So yeah, I think doing something you're passionate about is the key key element. How do you stay nimble and responsive? I think um, that's kind of been like our DNA as a business, just because we started as um, like two of us in a student flat, you know, so we've always been nimble and responsive. And as a business, we don't have lots of bureaucracy and structure and we're happily adjust and pivot. But I think we've kind of found our niche now. But the way to stay nimble is, I think, not be too tied to the past and having your finger on the pulse so you know that if there is an opportunity, you can move there. Um, to be honest, it's an advantage to us that we're small and nimble um, because a lot of the bigger businesses and agencies out there find it hard to change. And I guess that's a luxury a little bit of having a smaller team. Yeah, so it, it is hard to do when you're a bigger business, but I think just being open to change and being opening to listening outside of the business to see opportunities is important. How do you build culture and what have you learnt over the years? Yeah, um, I think building culture is kind of like an organic thing, just finding a vibe and a, a feeling of what the business is you want to be. Like a lot of um, myself and Alex's and Hillary's personalities have kind of defined what the business is. We're all quite relaxed people. Um, I've never been too formal and I think that's kind of define the culture a little bit but, but developing culture is really hard and I think um, it comes a lot down to the people within the business and when you're recruiting and growing a team it's important to find people that complement that culture so yeah finding the right people to join the business and making sure everyone's on the same page is making is a, is a good is important to make sure that you continually sustain that. What could young entrepreneurs do to help themselves succeed? Good question. I think, first of all, doing something that you're passionate about is the first thing I would say, is to make sure you're doing something you truly believe in. And then just give it a go. Like, I think when you're young, you have the luxury of trying things and you can try lots of things. You don't have to get lots of money investment. You can try stuff that doesn't cost anything to start and kind of just gain some of that experience. Because when you're young, you can often take risks. And I think through those experiences, even if you're not successful at the beginning, you're going to learn a lot of things and just sort of find your feet. So, yeah, so I would say don't be afraid to start and make sure you do something that you're passionate about. If you could go back in time, what advice would you give yourself? I don't know. I guess just not, not being afraid to, to, to maybe start something earlier. Like, I, I don't. I think I probably knew earlier on in my university career that I probably i have always been quite entrepreneurial and maybe was disillusioned to the fact that I was going to have a career and, and not start a business, so maybe giving things a go earlier. But yeah, I don't, I don't really regret anything. I'm really happy with the route my life's taken so far. Who inspires you? One of my big inspirations for film, anyway, is Wes Anderson. Um, he's a director that does sort of films like Moonrise Kingdom and The Life Aquatic and Fantastic Mr. Fox, and I think his sort of style of filmmaking and tone and, and pace that he has has in this film is are incredible and I often try and bring some of that through in my filming. Um, yeah, so I think he's probably one of my key influences in terms of film. Yeah, and I think in terms of business, 
and there's lots of amazing New Zealand businesses that I find really inspiring and um, yeah, I'm really excited by lots of young people coming through and trying new businesses as well. Okay, final question for me. What do you love most about your business? I think it's probably two things. One thing would be the people. So the people I get to work with every day, like uh, I love the team we have and we're all we all work colleagues obviously, but I think we're all kind of mates as well, which is great. And also the people we get to meet through work. I think I find it really rewarding when we're dealing directly with the owner of the business and what we're doing is actually making a difference to their lives. That's really important to me and I really get a kick out of helping people in that way. And I guess the other thing for me is just the freedom and flexibility that owning your own business has. Obviously, there's sometimes negatives that you're tied to your business and it's a lot of work, but also having the ability to be able to take the day off when you want or do or be in control of your own destiny to decide what you're going to do and your success is reliant on yourself and nobody else. So I think that's in some ways quite liberating, which is awesome. It's been a pleasure speaking with you, Sam. Thank you so much for joining us this week. No problem. Thanks for your time. Well, that is us for another episode of Groundbreaking Podcast. Be sure to leave a comment down below, subscribe to your favorite podcasting service, and share it with your network. Stay awesome and share the love.